Hi, and welcome to a new episode of Pasha. My name is Nodobe Gumjali. Thank you for joining us. In today's episode of Pasha, we look into what makes a person employable. Our guest today is Fenella Somerville, a postdoctoral research fellow in the South African Research Chairs Initiative, Chair Higher Education and Human Development Research Group at the University of the Free States. She starts by taking us through the difference between public and private higher education. Well, public higher education are universities as we know them, the, the, the common conception of university, and they're state-owned and state-funded. Private higher education is, is a sector of higher education where the institutions are, are privately owned and funded. They receive no government funding, and, and so they run completely independently. On the whole, there's often a perception of elitism, that these institutions are exclusive, very expensive. But in fact, in reality, they, they range from very expensive and um, fairly elite to very low fee. And in fact, some, some of them offer, offer course programs at fees lower than public universities. I think the particular attributes that private institutions bring to higher education are that they absorb the excess demand. There are too many students to be able to fit into universities and private institutions are able to offer access and opportunity in higher education for more students. And then the other thing is that their unique selling point is that they offer niche and vocational programs and they have a strong orientation in their teaching and learning around um, employability and making graduates as employable as possible. But other than that, they are exactly the same as universities. Um, all private institutions need to be registered with the Department of Higher Education and Training. Their programs are accredited. So if a degree from a private institution is exactly the same as a degree from a, from a, a university, and private institutions offer programs at levels from diploma to degree right up to master's and PhD as well. But the focus of my research was on media programs because if we look at the difference between public and private, private a public university might offer a qualification in, say, for example, media studies, and they might look at the theory of media or the history of media and technology and media, whereas a private institution, the course would be very practical, it would be very orientated with the skills to practice media and come out as being able to, for example, broadcast in radio or television. Your research found the four things that count when it comes to employability. The first is the reputation of the university. Can you take us through this? The reputation of the institution is really very important for employers. They, they take that quite seriously and they choose, they, they choose graduates from particular institutions and target them when they're trying to recruit. What this means for graduates is that if you if you are a graduate from a different institution from one that an employer thinks has a good reputation, um, then they they don't even consider graduates from from your institution, irrespective of the competence of the graduate, irrespective of their skill or their qualification. And so, it, what this means for graduates is that getting a job can be a little bit like a lottery, depending on the institution that a student chooses to attend. And this isn't necessarily different between private and public institutions. Um, we know that, institu uh, that the universities are also, it's not necessarily different between public and private institutions, and that a university's reputation counts. We know that WITS and UCT, for example, 
have very strong reputations and probably their graduates are more employable than those from other universities. The next aspects of being employable are the networks or connections a graduate makes. So what I found from my research was that getting a job can depend very much more on who graduates know rather than what they know. Um, this obviously links ties back with what I've just said about reputation. Um, it can also depend on that. So networks count in two ways. It's either the institution's relationship with industry and private higher education institutions work very hard at building their relationship with employers. Um, partnering with them, they bring employers into when they're redesigning their curriculum. They link with employers to give, grad, uh, give students um, experiential learning. And in that way, they try to bring their students and graduates into the, their own network with the industry um, to try and make their graduates more employable. But the other way in which networks count is that it depends on an, on an individual's own personal social connections. All students have connections, but not all of them necessarily have the right connections to get them a job. And employers want graduates who will be a good fit for their organisation. And so if you've got a graduate who has different connections or a different culture or value towards how they respond to how they draw on those connections or whether they even draw on those connections. Those graduates are maybe less employable than the ones who are well connected and able to use their connections. So for those graduates, being competent and being a hard worker is not necessarily a guarantee that, an that a graduate will get a job if they don't have the contacts and know how to use them for their personal benefit. No, I'm not going to repeat experience. The next finding is experience. Can you explain a bit more about this? Yes, yeah, so graduates have a, what I would call the graduate conundrum. They need experience to get a job, but they can't get a job because they've got no experience. And so it's kind of a, they, they all come out of university and feel they're in this sort of no-win situation. Now, what happens in the media industry is that the media industry, they don't, employers don't employ graduates unless they've got, they actually say a minimum of two years of experience. And they expect graduates to get that experience in internships. Now, the issue with that is that not all employers offer internships. So there are insufficient number of internships for the number of graduates. So getting an internship, this hinges back on what I've been saying about networks and connections and reputation. We come from, you know, those things might make, um, make an, a graduate more likely to be taken on into an internship. And if they're taken into an internship, there is a much better chance of that becoming a full-time job. But something also that's really important about internships is that even if a graduate is fortunate enough to get into an internship, often interns are only paid a stipend um, if they're paid at all. Some employers expect, um, they consider that an internship is a learning opportunity for a graduate and they should do it without any pay. Some employers are prepared to pay a stipend. This could be between 2,000 and 4,000 rand a month and they give it to the graduate to cover transport costs and it may, sometimes doesn't even manage to do that for, a, for an individual. So, of course, it's, it's um, the only people who can afford internships, if they're taken on then, are those who've, who are able to be financially supported by their family or get financial support in order to build the experience in the internship. 
for those graduates who can't afford that, that internship becomes inaccessible and um, therefore they don't have access to get the experience that they need to get the job and it becomes a kind of slippery downhill slope um, keeping them out of the ind- out of the industry. Those graduates who can't afford internships will then take on any job just to earn some income but that's not always the kind of experience that an employer is looking for. The final aspect of employability is the type of work. Please explain this further. For example, a graduate who takes any job in order to earn an income, they'll take this often, from my research, I saw this often ended on ended up being some kind of administrative job or work in a factory or work in retail. And so the graduate is overqualified for their, their work. And what happens there is they actually then put themselves in direct competition for those jobs with school leavers who have no qualification. And we know there's a lot of lot of them. And the research also shows that graduates who are, get experience who are in work for which they are overqualified also become less employable because, as I said before, it's not the kind of experience that employers are looking for. And then and employers start to see them as not having the right skills and not having the right kind of experience. And so being overqualified for a job, actually it might earn them an income, but it keeps them out of the industry. It, it puts them onto a, a career path of random work. It takes them out of the field of media. So getting work in the right type of work within the industry is what is required to make them more employable. What is the way forward? Well, these four factors are driven by employers who are looking for a new employee to recruit. And if institutions take the approach that their work is to make graduates employable for particular employers, then this is what we're seeing. We're seeing these very unequal outcomes of employability because there are just too many graduates and too few jobs. And um, particularly now, we've seen what COVID-19 has done to the, to, to the workplace. And in addition to that, particularly in media, over the last decade, the media workplace has changed significantly because of um, technology. So the number of jobs has diminished and the type of job has changed. So the way forward is for institutions to recognize this. Yes, the, the skills and the knowledge of graduates is really important but it's not the be-all and end-all, and it's not enough to get them a job. That's what my research showed. So if, if we consider the changing workplace, then what is really important is that graduates are prepared, in addition to having the skills and knowledge, but they're prepared to learn how to adapt that knowledge and how to respond creatively to different opportunities that arise in the changing labour market, that they get experience in learning how to think creatively, to think critically um, of how to work and how to earn, not just to come out of university with their qualification and expect that that's going to get them a job. But I think what's really important is to recognize that, you know, there are fewer employers and I, I think that that institutions need to do more. My research showed their graduates are employable. Um, they have quite a high employability rate, up to about 80%. It can be 80, 85% of their graduates are getting jobs within three years. But I think there is a need to focus on the, 10, the 15 to 20% of graduates and how they can 
earn a living. These four aspects count when a graduate looks for work. In a country where unemployability is high, these are important factors to take note of. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Pasha, produced by Ozeir Patel. From me, Mondobegom Jali, it's bye for now.